Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hey, and welcome to A Talking Cast The podcast that nobody's asked for and nobody needed No way, no how Welcome to episode 79 Anyway, I got two fabulous guests here But first I'm going to introduce the more fabulous one, myself It's me, Andrew, your favorite host you might know him from other previous episodes of A Talking Cast. You might know him from other podcast appearances. His name is Dr. Claude. Thank you for being here. Thanks, man. Uh, I, thank you for having me back. On his left, you might know him from famous podcasts, where he's got celebrities left and right appearing. Uh, Alcoholywood. What would your drink be for tonight? Oh, Clint? God. I don't even know. Um, you put me on the spot here. You, you know, you're his yes, that is that is my name. But yeah, this is uh, the first, I think this is the first credits episode, correct? Yes. This is when the credits begin. This is the victory lap, basically. The day, the day is saved. We have done something. We did something. And now the movie's over. I have not seen an episode. It's, I have not seen a minute of this uh, movie yet. Yeah. At all. I've seen two minutes. Oh, mm-hmm. I've been to episodes, but I haven't seen anything. I'm practically a scholar of this film. <laughs> I think is that going to be in your resume? Uh, yes, I will put that on my CV, as they say across the pond. So the fun, the fun part about this, uh, about this particular film's credits is that, uh, like so many classic films before it, it is a has a curtain call. Uh, <laughs> one of those, one of the special things where we get to like have everyone come out, come back out on stage and take all a your bow. favorite characters are here. All the all the favorites. Uh, Phil yeah, and, <laughs> and, and the, the other others. one, the uh, the girl, the other girl the the gay one the other gay one and and the cat but except but we don't even get to the cat there's there, the the show this film is jam-packed with such uh celebrity talent oh that, star power uh, left and right that the t-shirt talking cat uh it takes more than a minute to get to him i feel like i got punched in the face because i'm seeing stars all over the place i kind of got the feeling that this was like an oscar death reel oh yeah this is this an in memoriam yeah, like it's all the of these people died in Vietnam. Was... All right, to, to be fair, at my funeral, I want a video of my greatest hits, if you can call these great, if you can call these hits, set to La Cucaracha. That's well, my dream. That's my nightmare. Yes. But not like a real version of La Cucaracha, like well, a video I think if they slowed version of this it. version of La Cucaracha down like a second more, it would sound like a death march. Well, I, did, <laughs> I think that's appropriate. I would want that with uh, people carrying my bloated uh, carcass. Down the church. Are you imagining yourself looking like Orson uh, Orson Welles in a couple months? No, I'm imagining myself looking like Phil uh, now. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, That's God. so much worse. Well, he <laughs> wants more shrimp. What we learn from this is that he will steal the shrimp from out a woman's mouth. That I, I think that's what we learn. 
Ugh, I haven't seen that minute, but it sounds gross. I don't want to. Are see you talking it. about the credits? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the credits. It, like, it's no, those are the cheese puffs. The, the cheese, the the, te- the cheese puffs that are the uh, the, yeah, no, those are the cheese puffs that are the uh, the raison d'etre for uh, d'etre for uh, Susan's character. Like the entire movie, she is obsessing over those cheese puffs, and she is finally because they're the cornerstone of her catering company. And now that she and Phil are together, uh, they get she she gets to like you know romantically feed them into phil's pie hole and uh, it's kind of disgusting well he's gonna start deliberately dropping trays now so that way he can just like oh oh food's ruined gotta eat it that was their moment in the credits she's feeding him and then she pretends to feed him and then puts one in her mouth and then he's begging more and more and more and more he can't grab the cheese puffs off the the plate he has to have them put into his mouth maybe he's had an injury like off screen that we i i I just kind of feel like looking at him you can tell he's not really used to movement so (laughs) his body has deteriorated so much it's his muscles have atrophied He's just like he's just come out of the Matrix pod, and he just—they haven't done the acupuncture thing yet, so he has to have baby. So he has to have Morpheus feed him his cheese puffs. Okay, that's (laughs) so. There you go. Does he also Uh, have to dissolve into sexy, sexy boys? Is that the the next transition? Isn't isn't that the American dream? To dissolve into, into a sexy, sexy boys, boy, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, like there's a whole the whole book scan, the whole clothes scanning sequence. He spends the whole movie dissolving into his own son, uh, which is kind of creepy. Sure. Okay. This does. This really did strike me. Like this minute really did strike me as some kind of. It, it's either the the sizzle reel for all of these actors, or they all died in Vietnam. I couldn't quite tell because the whole thing. It really does seem like it's in memoriam. It's like the whole... F- it's very solemn. Well, yeah, it is, right? I'm not going to bash Phil because there's something kind of like... You know what? He's industrious. There's something, like, there's something sincere and generous and yeah. available. I don't know about generous. Sincere, definitely. Yeah, he, there's this kind of gormless naivete to, to Phil that is a little bit endearing. It's just kind of ridiculous how much of a dunce he is. Yeah, well, it's kind of like... Yeah. All right, I, I like to think about it like the dean from Community. There's a kind of uh-huh. reckless enthusiasm there that Phil is a blob of a person. Yeah, where he just dresses up in these shapeless, horrible outfits that do nothing but make him look like a monster. Once we do dissolve into his son, I think maybe that supports Claude's idea of the memorial reel because all of his shots, he looks miserable. Like yeah, he's just, just like sulking, sulking near, near the, the pool, pool, just climbing downstairs with a big old sulk on his Can face. Can we get someone to edit this into like a back and white sequence? It would make it much more creepier and more effective. Yeah. yeah, or or like you know, just have that slit. Like, have y'all ever seen Get a Life? Where uh, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Elliott is is doing the 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 walk on to Do you know where you're going to, et cetera, et cetera, in that weird slowed down you know way? And I imagine that playing out of the credit reel. What do y'all think about the music choice of La Cucaracha? Perfect. Oh, I mean, that's that. I feel like that's just yet another thing in, the, in their stock library. They're like, sure, why not? Because the whole the whole thing sounds like a video poker machine. Well, sure. They're playing around PowerPoint when they like, oh man, look at what yeah. I just sound. All right, let me let me ask you: Would would either of you want La Cucaracha playing at your your funeral? 
Because I kind of would. If it was the funeral march version of it, like this. If yeah. I really wanted to troll everyone at my funeral, yes. I'd, I, I'd want to cheer them up. The best part about not just the Justin Cohen's part of the credits, but everyone, is just everyone has... I, I feel like they selectively chose the most ridiculous facial expressions they've had throughout the entire movie to pick for their for their things like because they because then you cut to tina who just has her constant like weird pouty frowny face is she upset for most of the movie she does seem to be because she's like the i don't know because she's she's kind of a stone cold stone cold biatch throughout most of it uh but that's mostly with her thing with trent but they had an editor and i use that term loosely right yeah we're all we're all doing air quotes right now <laughs> they had an editor and the editor picked these i i you know clint i think you're 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 picking out the the fact that these aren't the most flattering of all <laughs> the shots that they could have but uh-huh. i mean why these shots why these particular moments what are we supposed to tell from what are we supposed to believe yeah what are yeah. we supposed to tell from these things and what what exactly does a a, a closing credits montage do I wonder if any of the thirteen thirteen movies have had curtain calls. I hope they know. all do. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've seen one, but I don't remember. It was forever ago, just because uh, I watched it out of curiosity, and it was the least movie I've ever seen. And so I I completely I don't think I'm sure I turned it off before there was a curtain call. But it would have been hilarious if like even his softcore gay porn movies have curtain calls. But why why go that route instead of just the straight up scroll? I mean, it seems like that would have even been cheaper, right? Because uh, that's it. It you know why it stretches out the runtime even more. Okay. So I feel like they they because I mean like in other minutes I think I've mentioned this before um, they use every possible trick in the book to try to pad out the running time to make it seem like it's a real movie mm-hmm. right down to this right down to because even even for a curtain call they linger on the actors for a really long time like because they give them two or three different shots you know what I mean like ten seconds each maybe yeah basically yeah that's why it takes us more than a minute to get to the damn cat you know because we're, we're focusing on everyone else and then one curious thing about this is it reminds it reminds me whenever whenever you know all the dozens of times i've watched this movie uh that these are these are people you know these are real people with real names that were not the names that i keep forgetting like uh like James Janice Pe- like Janice Peebles plays Tina and I'm like I, I wonder how what relation she is to uh to Mario and Melvin. Yeah, I thought Mary Von Pebbles like innocently. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz she's not she's not titled. Did you really did you realize that she's not titled? The others are aristocracy because you got the van. Yeah. She's one of the serfs. Yeah, she's like the test of the Durbervilles essentially yeah <laughs> wow man we're throwing in some hardcore literary stuff in here but yeah no i i just love the constant shots of like janice looking very upset like there's one like her last one is just like her standing in front of a window with her arms on her hips just like biting her lips like like she's just been told she has cancer yeah like why that one yeah like does this really showcase her talent like is that what the deal is ostensibly somebody made a choice to use that image you're talking about padding out the runtime and i okay on the one hand that's a a a a real kind of like skeezy trick but on the other hand i kind of respect that coming as the director does from the corman camp it's not so much this is high art but this is the way to make a movie and make it make money to keep the production rolling. There's an economic thing back there that I think you at least kind of have to respect a little yeah. bit. I think the best part is uh, going on to Allison, who is the the woman who keeps wanting Justin Cohn to, to tutor her. And uh, all three of her shots, she has the exact same creepy half-smile facial expression. Yeah, right? 
they dissolve between shots and her face doesn't move. It's like they've done a weird effect where like they've oh, kept her no. face and like warped into a new one. And it's it's unsettling. it's like we have her face, she can't get it back. Just drag yeah, your hair over right. that side and uh we're good. We're good. Uh we do move on to our last guy uh, in the in this credits reel for this minute who is uh introducing Daniel Danis, uh Dan Dan as I like to call him, uh with his it's Trent with his stupid face, his stupid crinkly face. They paired the two stupid face people together. He has a very odd expression where he's having the shirt off and he's like got like this horrible stare going on. He looks like he's scared to death of something. I was looking at him thinking that he was trying to express his range. Like it almost looked like a, a living contact sheet. Like, you know, here's my happy face. Here's my sad face. Here's my concerned face. Here's my smelling of fart face. The problem is they're all the same face. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. when uh, Krusty the Clown has the four. It's his. It's his blue steel. That pretty much wraps up the minute, though, because that's that's the last thing we get in this minute. Everyone on this podcast is a great human being, and I love them. Um, but while we have you, while we have us here, uh, I've been authorized by Darren to relay to the fine people some news. Uh, since this particular project's coming to a close, uh, we all had so much fun, I guess, that we're gonna try to do this damn thing again. And uh, the movie has been selected. So this particular group of people, I don't know if it's gonna be the same podcast necessarily or different title or whatever we don't have that information at hand at this moment yes but uh basically coming soon we will be doing a minute to minute analysis of the boy next door oh the gen the jennifer lopez movie i am very excited for that so be sure to pre-order your first editions of the iliad uh claude you got anything to plug oh yeah that that thing we did uh with the talking about turtle yeah we talked about turtle and we uh, we also talked about Jimmy Neutron for some reason that I couldn't fathom. He's a boy genius. He's a baby boy That's genius. That's the reason. Clint, uh, what you got for us? Oh uh, Well, first I need to... Uh, my first plug is I need to plug in my laptop because my battery's low. <laughs> and uh, the second plug is zing! Zing! And uh, But my real plug is my podcast, Alka Hollywood. It's a drinking games slash film review podcast. I as, the time, as of the time of this recording... Who knows when this will go up? Uh, I just released my episode on the Warriors, so uh, be sure to check that out at alcohollywood.com. If you want to listen to my garbage, you should go listen to On Your Market Set Review and Talking About Turtle, your one-stop shop for Andre Schlop. This is our last minute, gentlemen. I know. It's Forever. Been, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> All right. uh, yeah, you can find a talking cast uh, on Facebook. Uh, just search for a talking cast uh, on Twitter at a talking cast and uh, on SoundCloud at a dash talking dash cast dot soundcloud dot com. Goodbye. Yeah, that's it. Bye. See you later. Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. It's a Episode 79 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Andrew Schwartz with guest hosts Clint Worthington and Claude Myrongoza. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my, my hunch is that this will get edited out. This is going to be like tears in the you rain. Th- you think? I, yeah. I, I have a good, uh, like, solid gut feeling. Okay, I'm going to get to be. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, especially I, since this is wanna, 34 minutes in. Hey, I want to squash some beefs. <laughs>